Hey, podcast listener. Are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. Welcome to the Business Strategy for CPAs podcast, where I help you work less and make more. My name is Geraldine Carter. I want to talk with you today about time because it's tax season. And if ever there were a time of the year that felt crunched, now is likely it. But if we simply fall into our habits and autopilot thinking around time, we have less free time than we might otherwise. Today, I want to help you free up some of your time simply by becoming aware of how you relate to the time that you do have. Time is a mental construct. Because after all, why 60 seconds in a minute? Why not 100? Why didn't we just go metric instead of going 60, 60, 24 in a day? Time is a construct, and we simply agree to the units of measure. And although time doesn't change, everybody gets the same 24 hours in a day and the same seven days a week. But it's the way that we think about our time that can completely change how we experience our time. So what I want you to get out of this episode are different ways you might think about your time, have different time thoughts so that you can change how you relate to your time, how you plan your time, and thereby improve your experience of your own time. So for those of you who sometimes feel in a rush and feel hurried and pressured and overwhelmed and anxious and stressed out, this episode is for you so that you can get more agency over the time that you have simply by changing the thoughts that you have about your time. Not that we're going to alleviate all problems about time in one episode, but starting here will help. So let me give you some examples of how various people think about time so that you might hear your own thoughts in theirs. There's never enough time. I don't spend my time wisely. I always run late. I always run out of time. I waste so much time. I wish I had more time. Time flies by so fast. My time is all over the place. I should really plan my time better. I manage my time poorly, and I suck at time. The trouble with these thoughts is that when we believe them, we tend to follow them like they're instructions. And then we sometimes inadvertently find a way to prove them true. We prove our thoughts true. We create the result that, say, there is never enough time. And we create evidence to support the story. The path becomes well-worn. We keep proving it over and over and over again. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And the tendency is to create the reality to support the story. So it's important to consider that our thoughts are not always facts. Oftentimes, 
we mistake our thoughts for facts because for so long we've been proving the veracity of our thoughts by creating evidence in our lives for so long that our thoughts just seem like fact. And you might be protesting right now going, but but, but Geraldine, it's true that I always run out of time. That is a fact. Look at all the evidence to support it. But that doesn't make the thought a fact. So here's a way that you can separate thoughts from facts. Facts are things that people would universally agree on. The Rangers beat the Devils five to four in overtime. It's 20 degrees and snowing. I always run out of time. I always run out of time. Not a fact, just a thought. You might make it true in your life, but that doesn't make it a fact. Because surely there was at least one time in your life that you didn't run out of time. So let me give you some examples of how this plays out. The person who thinks there's never enough time might continue to say yes to more than she could ever possibly get done in a day or a week. So of course there's not enough time because she said yes to everything and then goes and creates the reality that there's not enough time to get everything done that she said yes to. Whereas the person who thinks there's enough time to do what matters most might be more selective and pay close attention to actually what does matter most and then say no to what matters less, thereby creating the experience of having time to do what matters most. Two different thoughts leading to two different experiences of time. So another example, the person who thinks I always run late, but I always run late. I'm always running late. Shoehorns every possible thing in right up until the bell, dashes out frantically trying to get out of the office to get to the gym, zips out to the car in a mad dash, realizes she's forgotten her gym bag at home because she was at a flurry in the morning too, dashes home for the gym bag and is then 15 minutes late to kickboxing at the gym. By believing that she always runs late, she sets herself up to be in a flurry, forget things and make herself late. I always run late. She creates that reality. Whereas the person who thinks, I like being early, plans margin into their time because they know that sometimes the unforeseen just crops up, traffic, detours, whatever. And if those things don't crop up, then fine, they're 10 minutes early, which they'll just use to chill out and say hi to folks before kickboxing starts. I like being early. She creates her reality of being early and she likes it. How we think about our time shows up in our reality. So, Your only step to get started, especially if this is a new journey for you, is to simply get curious about your thoughts when it comes to time. Because chances are good, your thoughts about time are going to appear to you as facts. And starting with curiosity is an approach that opens the door and gives you the opportunity to learn about the patterns of choices you might be making that perpetuate a reality you prefer not to have. So your only step, your only step, because you don't need another giant project right now during tax season, your only step to get started is to simply get curious about your thoughts and how your thoughts might inadvertently be contributing to your reality. Just get curious about your time thoughts. And we will do more on this topic in upcoming episodes. 
If you're a new listener and you want to find out more, head on over to my website, shethinksbigcoaching.com, for all kinds of free resources and ways I work with CPAs to help them make great money while getting their lives back. All right, that's it from me. Have a great week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.